0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Sword and Laser, episode number 190, I'm Veronica Belmont.
1: And I'm John
2: Merritt.
0: we are very excited to welcome author Timothy Zahn
2: back to the show. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. No problem, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, Timothy Zahn, obviously, most of you know uh, as the writer of the Thrawn trilogy. And we've had him on the show before. He was our first DragonCon guest a couple of years ago. Uh, But he's got a new book out uh, called Soulminder. Uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about this book.
2: The Soulminder stories were a group of, I think it was four, I wrote back in the 90s uh, about a machine that could capture the human soul upon death lock it away in a trap until the body could be repaired and then the soul could be put back into the body. Uh, I thought at one point uh, recently of maybe trying to add a couple stories to that list and uh, release it. My agent talked to the open road people who had done some of, my, some of my earlier reprints ebook reprints and they were interested in uh, doing Soulminder minder as well so it has now come to fruition.
0: So, is it is it a collection of, of of short stories on the same theme or on the same parts of the same story, or what, what's the structure like in that case?
2: It, it's a linked set of stories. They're all following the creator, uh, Dr. Summer, and his assist his uh, co creator, Jessica Sands, uh, as, as they are watching how Soulminder evolves or is is forced from being just a medical tool to something with justice Department and uh, uh, foreign governments using it uh, in ways they did not want it to be used. So it's it's basically a linked set of stories. So it's like a novel, but chunked up into seven stories rather than uh, your traditional chapters. Interesting.
1: Now, Uh as I understand it, all the stories originally appeared in analog. Is there any new material here?
2: Yeah, there were four original stories. There was one that was kind of an interstitial story between uh, the first and the second that I've added in because uh, it was kind of needed for background. And then I wrote two other brand new stories to close off the series.
1: Fantastic. Now,
0: how would you categorize this? It's sounding, uh, based on the description, to be veering into the hard sci-fi realm. Uh, What kind of research did you have to do for this book?
2: Oh, nothing really. I mean, the the premise it's new technology of course so I get to make up how this works uh, but it's uh, yeah it's more hard science with uh, the dash of the usual dash of politics and such that show up anywhere there are more than you know two human beings involved
0: so do you does this go into kind of like the singularity realm and, and do you believe that something like the singularity would be possible in our lifetime
2: I don't really think so I mean there, it's fun to extrapolate curves but usually those curves flatten or something else happens to them for some some reason or another. But, I mean, singularity is fun to look at. Look where we're going. Uh, But if you remember, we were going to have uh, uh, robots and personal airplanes and all of that by this time and hoverboards by, oh, next year. (laughs) So uh, there's always something that throws a monkey wrench into the projections. On the other hand, there are always things cropping up that nobody anticipated at all and uh, take things in entirely different directions. So I don't think I believe in the singularity as it's usually discussed, but I know there are going to be plenty of surprises uh, down the road in science and tech.
1: If you were to have your consciousness stored somehow, where, where do you fall on the question of, is that still me
2: I would say that the, the soul, or as uh, Jessica Sands in the book insists on calling it the essence or life force, because she doesn't want to use the theological-type term, uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of the question. What is, am I just a soul or spirit encased in a body, or is there a connection, interconnection? I would go the, the in that direction. In fact, a couple of the stories talk about the connection between mind and body—you can't simply put somebody's soul into somebody else's body without some consequences and uh, effects going back and forth.
0: So, I, I would imagine they, that that's that's uh, heavily factored into into this book.
2: Yes, um, for example, this is not giving anything away because it was one of the original stories. One of the uses of Soul Minder is as uh, a justice machine. You have a group of people called professional witnesses who can have a murdered person if the person was with Soulminder recorded in Soulminder so that their soul was captured at the point of death, you can have a professional witness agree to have his soul taken out of his body, put into storage, and the soul of a murder murder victim put into his body, and that victim through his body can now testify in court. <laughs>
0: We, we saw a little bit of that in altered carbon actually by just uh, of that, yeah. yeah by Richard K Morgan that was uh, it seems like that's something that law enforcement would really like to invent for the future.
2: Yes, I'm sure they would and uh, uh, there would obviously be consequences and side effects and other things I explore a couple of those in the book. I know, I know other people have done this this is not a brand new idea. I know other people have done similar exploration. this is just my take on it on what would happen to the politics and the culture
0: and all that. Well, I think it's it's important because it's something that I think every human thinks about at some point in their life. How can we live forever? How can we maintain this consciousness going forward? So, you know, of course, it probably comes back often in, in science fiction and in, in fiction in general, because it's something we we all seem to really desire. And it seems not that out of the ordinary. It seems not that out of our reach, Um and, and maybe that's why we all kind of come back to it all the time and, and have these varying takes on it. Do you do you want to live forever? Do you want to find technology like this, or, or do you think that we as humans are are meant to be finite?
2: Oh, I, I have no problem with being finite on this world. Uh, I'm I'm putting my hopes in the next. <laughs> gotcha. But, I mean, after all, you're talking about uh, wanting to live forever. In some ways, Soul Minder and other stories of that sort are. An extrapolation of medical techniques we've got now. I mean, how much are we able to get people to live past where they would have died uh, in the earlier e- eras? Uh, all the heart surgery stuff, the stuff with uh, transplants, uh, now that uh, the, the whole concept of using stem cells to regrow organs and, and things of that sort. We're going that direction. This is kind of a minder and that kind of story is just the oh, extrapolation a uh, singularity in that direction of medical research perhaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Now we have some questions uh, from folks in our audience uh, and as i mentioned, you know, you're you're you've uh, you've you've got some name recognition in the Star Wars universe, but you've written a lot outside of that universe and Joe says with your tremendous output, both in licensed work, your own original creations, is there anything special you do to keep the inspiration and the motivation flowing?
2: Well, I hope I can keep the inspiration and motivation going. I don't want to keep going on at this, this business beyond where I, I, should, have, I should have quit. Uh, aside from that, it's just a matter of what kind of story do we want to tell next? Uh, can I make, put, a, put together a story that I will be excited about writing. If I can, and someone will buy it, go for it. So, most authors have lots more ideas than we will ever get a chance to write down. So, um, I'm probably in that boat. I've got probably a dozen, I've got half a dozen uh, middle-grade young adult uh, series um, in, in outline form as it is right now. And I haven't gotten to any of those. So, I think I'll be working as long as I can.
0: Excellent. And uh, Alex wants to know, can you, can you talk a bit about what you do and don't like about writing in someone else's world, for example, Star Wars, uh, versus your own?
2: Uh, the, it's a different type of story. You're given, you're given a universe that's already formed. Uh, you've got rules to play by where you don't have those same set of rules in your own stuff. On the other hand, I don't have to explain to people uh, the Star Wars universe. The mm-hmm. readers all know that, so I can skip a lot of the, the basic setup that I would need in something like the Quadrail series or the Cobros or something of that sort. Um, and they're recognizable names and faces and voices in the other uh, work as well. It's, it's a different type of story. Neither is better than the other. They're just different, and they're both fun as long as you've got something of interest uh, and a good story to tell.
1: Now, obviously, uh, when we when we ask people for questions, uh, a lot of people are going to ask Star Wars questions, and Mark has one in particular, uh, regarding Mara Jade, Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, and how well they have resonated with readers of the Star Wars novels. He wants to know why you think they have become such fan favorites.
2: They obviously connect with the readers. I mean, Mara, I think, is... What a lot of women like to be, and a lot of guys would like to have her at their side in trouble. Uh, Thrawn is just a good villain in that he is not a bulldozer type. He is a thinker, he's a planner, and he gives a real challenge to the heroes in Star Wars. And that's really what you need for heroes. You need to throw a global challenge. So that the more dangerous, the more powerful the villain, the, the more heroic the heroes have to be and Thrawn was a different type of villain than we'd seen in Star Wars up to that point. We'd seen the Emperor we'd seen Vader, we'd seen Tarkin but we hadn't seen someone who can think circles around Luke Han, and Leia. So Thrawn was different in that respect um, he was also a good officer in that he cared about his, his men and uh, his equipment and all of that it was a kind of a refreshing difference in the Star Wars universe. Plus, he's fun to read because he is so smart.
0: <laughs> and then finally, our last question uh, from Sean. How did you feel when you heard about the expanded universe ending?
2: Um, it's kind of one of those... It's, it's something that Disney and Lucasfilm had to do because they could not be bound by all what, 150, 200 books, plus young adults, plus children, plus games, etc., they, they, would have been found, found, they would have found themselves in just a, a, a real tangle of storylines and, and such. Uh, on the other hand, what I'm reading is that what we've, they're, they're saying they're not going to be bound by anything, and, and this stuff is all legends. However, it seems to me if they pick some character or event or, or whatever out of the expanded universe, they can raise that particular event back into canon. So it's like they're putting everything into the bottom drawer, hmm. but they can pick pieces out and put them back in the top drawer as they choose to do that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I'm hopeful. Uh, Disney has a record of buying Pixar and Marvel and not screwing them up. <laughs> I, think we've got a, I think Lucasfilm has a good home. And I'm excited to see what they come up with next.
1: I know that uh, I, I've read some interviews that, that you've given uh, saying that you hope they do a family story. And I think that's, that's a great, Idea, especially given uh, the nature of Luke, Leia, and, and Han, and, and the, sort of the, the directions that you pointed at the end of Last Command. Uh, if, if there were a couple of characters that, that you, if, if they came to you and said, hey, you can, you can pick a character or two and we'll make sure they show up, uh, would you be able to pick?
2: Well, I would certainly pick Mara Jade. And I would probably pick Jane Solo.
1: That makes me very happy because I have a model of Jaina Solo sitting right in front of me. But...
0: <laughs> that's a we'll little re-vamp. bias there, Tom.
2: We'll revamp it a little bit and give you know, Luke and Mara or Luke and whoever, whatever wife they, they give them, uh, a couple of kids, teenagers, the Solos have a couple of kids. I can see lots of incredible type squabbling until push comes to shove and we all draw together. And that's what I'm hoping to see.
0: I love it. That would be really cool. And I think it would, it would bring a lot of, of new people and new, new kids into the world as well. Uh, if there were family stories that people could kind of share and, and you know, relate to, um, I think that would be really neat. So, oh, by the way, um, so you recently did a Reddit AMA. How was, how was that whole experience?
2: Uh, I've done, it was one of the three or four online chats I've done. They're always kind of like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> lots and lots of questions. I can't answer all of them. I'm refreshing the page, but I tend to lose track of where I am. Uh, This one I didn't have as much support with. I was not familiar with the Reddit uh, setup, Mm -hmm. and so I I floundered a little bit. But, I mean, they're they're very intensive. They're very uh, uh, – a lot of of stuff going on in that hour or two hours or whatever. But uh, I don't mind doing them every – maybe once a year – Yeah, been recovering, sort of like DragonCon. Once a year is plenty.
0: Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. I love DragonCon, but it sure does take a lot out of you. Um, So, of course, if we didn't answer uh, any uh, any questions you guys out there in the audience have had in in this particular episode, you can probably head over to the Reddit AMA, and I'm sure someone asked the very same question that you have over there as well, because it's pretty exhaustive. Um, Was
1: there a question that you realized you didn't get a chance to answer that you wish you had?
2: No, not really. I mean, I, we covered a, a whole, pretty much a whole gambit in that, uh, that chat. Um, and people like you pick up most of any straggler questions that might come along. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good.
1: So, yeah, there you go. It's comprehensive, folks. Go check it out.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Soulminder coming out on September 23rd of this year. Um, we are very excited about it. And, and thank you so much for joining us once again on the show.
2: Thanks for having me. Visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.